Hello and welcome to this Care Leaders Network podcast. My name's Simon. I am the founder and chief executive of CLN. And today I'm welcomed by Nick Martin, who is the managing director of the Edifice Partnership. This is a sector commentary conversation, and we're going to be talking about how galloping inflation is impacting the cost of building care homes. Now, Nick is a care home construction expert, um, so uh, so it's brilliant to have you on the show. Hi. Well, thanks, Simon. Thank you. I'm well, um, very welcome. Thank you very much. Good to uh, good to have you on the conversation today. I think like anyone that's building care homes at the moment is talking about the fact that the cost of building care homes is is a challenge. Um, yeah, talk to me about what's going on in the context of, uh, of building care homes and uh, the, the the challenges that people are facing at the moment with all of the things that are happening in the world. Sure. Well, I guess everybody's impacted by the same things fundamentally. So, so you know, the thing the, the thing that started the the process was really a Brexit and, a, and pressure on 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 materials and labour caused by Brexit. And then we've had, on top of that, we've had COVID, uh, which has caused a whole new sector, a set of uh, issues. And then Ukraine, of course. Um, um, and these have had a lot of impact on everybody's lives. Um, they've caused delays, um, all kinds of delays. They've, they, they've caused um, increased costs and volatility of costs of materials, uh, costs and also availability of labour, um and and probably the worst thing is the uncertainty and the fear that comes with that uncertainty so you know it's really been a perfect storm um which has been brewing for two or three years now and it's uh we've we've never not been able to release ourselves from it for for some time so yeah i mean it's 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 uh it's it's a difficult difficult for everybody at the moment but the construction sector is really is really being hit quite badly by it yeah there's a so it seems like there's pressure coming from 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 all angles. Um, talk to me a bit, a little bit about uh, kind of you and your background. Obviously, you're a you're an authority in this in this respect. But talk a little bit about kind of you and what you do at uh, at Edifice Partners. Sure. So um, we're chartered surveyors. We we are chartered quantity surveyors and building surveyors is our is our strap line effectively. But in reality, we project manage a lot of uh, care home development, both new build and refurbishment. Um, something like 70 to 80 percent of our work is is care related in one way or another. Um, we manage somewhere in the region of 100 million pounds worth of construction at any one time, both pre, post and during construction. Um, so, yeah, we 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 and we work throughout the UK. So we've got a fairly good handle on costs and issues across the UK sector of care. Got you. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's really helpful because I think we were introduced by Joanne Balmer at Oakland Care, if I remember well. Who um, obviously they they they've been uh, their their whole growth strategy for the business is uh, is building building care homes, and I know you work closely with the uh, with the team there. Um, so yes, do, yeah. so yeah, so talk to me. Um, I guess one of the one of the things that we talked about um, earlier, you talked about the kind of the landscape, the different things that are going on. Is there anything kind of in particular you talked about Brexit, COVID, the war in Ukraine? I guess they're all impacting the set of circumstances. Is there anything that you would say is kind of the standout? What's is there, is there a particular uh, main cause or is it just kind of the collection of everything that's going on that's causing pressure across the board? Yeah, I think it, I mean it's, it, it is it is a collection in the sense of the the impact um, and the fear of the impact of several of those so all of those all of those elements really. So in, and it's it's largely driven by uncertainty um, uh, and and also demand. I mean you have to put this in the backdrop of construction where it's had you know a very successful period in terms of volume of construction work. 
Um, so there's been pressure on materials and labour anyway, just because people are building more. Um, you know, the, the, there's a lot of infrastructure projects and stuff happened post-COVID. There's been a lot to talk about investment and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, the issue is more about managing the the, the change and the, and the demand and also the cost increase. So it's really... It's really, you know, costs are the thing which, 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 which sort of bite the most, if you like, in terms of in where you see all these problems, because you know delays cost money, and they cost money to all, all different elements of of the of the process, clients, contractors, and funders. You know, so it, it, it and and so yeah, it's it's a cost related thing really, um, but it comes at us from various different angles. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Everything's kind of all playing into the the, the scenario, and we're seeing it seeing it play out. Um, I guess that's how it's playing out kind of more generally. Like what, what, what exactly does that mean and how is it playing out specifically for people building care homes? Obviously the cost is, is higher, but what does that, what does that mean fundamentally for people? So currently, of course, we've got the issue of, of, of increase in, in, in tender prices. Um, we are looking at somewhere else, there's various predict, predict, um, figures rather than projections of uh of for uh increasing costs but you know we're looking at something like 10 to 20, 10 to 11 percent that sort of region of increased cost during the past year for tender prices the backdrop to that is is a huge increase of material costs you know material costs have been projected to have been increasing around about 16 percent and this, behind that there's some even massive even more massive figures basically you know, steelwork increases by 50%, 70%. You know, there's there's some underlying really big increases in costs which have occurred over the past year or so, uh, which have which have really factored into that. Um and 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 you know that that's caused a, a, a you know an overall tender price increase, um, a, a, which has been seen really over the past two years. Um and you know, whereas you, you may have had a a care home which costs, you know, our average sort of 70 bed care home, you know, seven and a half million to build on a design and build type contract. We're now looking at eight and a half, nine million for the same build. Um, you know, that's a two year process. So that's the kind of volume of inflation, if you like, over a two year period. And that gives you a flavour of how it's impacted um, the the sort of end result of, of the care home construction as a new build facility. Sure, sure. Got you. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a big old hike, isn't it? And I guess when, with these types of circumstances, it's probable that things won't go back down. Um, you know, although uh, maybe we won't be in such inflationary period of uh, period of time. We're expecting uh, apparently the government saying they expect the, the inflation number to, to halve in the next six months. But uh, we'll, we'll wait and see whether that happens. Um, but even when things do level off, which I'm sure they will do, uh, will do in time. I guess is the, the 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 concern at the moment that those fees, uh, that the, the overall costs and things like that will be maintained at uh, such a s- significant increase. So there's there's different pressures, isn't there? So you know we we've seen the material prices that I referred to earlier, but there's obviously now we're talking about wage inflation, and that's really that's really um, a twofold factor. Really, one is that that clearly people want more money because the cost of living's gone up, but the other factor is the lack of uh, labour. So We've seen, you know, starting with the Brexit Brexit process, the the and we've seen it as carers um, as well as construction workers. So they, you know, that that they, they suffer the same real problems with supply of labour. 
you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they reckon there was 160,000 uh, uh, spaces effectively for carers. And that's not too dissimilar from the construction issues, you know, of, of, of labour on construction sites and particularly particular trades and uh, elements like that. So, so yeah, we've got, we've got the, um, we've got those issues factoring in. Where, and I think, so the reality is, uh, material prices are are are, are stabilising to a degree, um, and and that's that's good news. So you know we're looking at at, at a more stable material market. Um, uh, the volatility we've had over the last year or two has been unbelievable. You know where contractors have not been able to project their costs, and they they've signed up a project on a fixed cost, and and you know they they're then stuck with a, a doubling of some of their material costs. Um, so it it's. It, that's that's been a real factor but now we're looking at, at, at a leveling of the material uh market but then and uh, the the inflation on on wages being a factor so i think that they're going through to next year the issue is not going to be so much materials there's ways of mitigating that as well but but actually it's going to be the availability and cost of labor um which are going to be the factor which is really going to impact on 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 project delivery and costs Right, that makes sense. That 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 um, just breaking it down in that in that sense is uh, makes it really really clear. And I guess it's not that much of a surprise that that the, the construction uh, industry is experiencing similar things to the to the care sector. It seems like there's a, there's a workforce shortage. Whoever you speak to in a, in in any industry, everyone's kind of feeling the the, the bite. I was speaking to uh, a firm of accountants the other day. They're in a similar set of circumstances. They can't find uh, great qualified people to to join their team, and apparently that's impacting the um, uh, their ability to to take on new new tenders. And I guess we're probably hearing a similar story in care and in construction, and probably in all, all sorts of different different sectors as uh, as, as well. Obviously, um, from a uh, from a uh, living wage or minimum wage perspective, it's important that people are paid uh, commensurate to the to, to, uh, or at least uh, more closely commensurate to, to to what it is that they that they deserve to be deserve to be paid. Of course, but that money's got to come from come from somewhere. And I mean. I, I'm, if I'm if I'm right in saying this, um, quite a lot of construction companies have actually gone gone bust. I'm aware of a, a a couple that have gone bust in kind of the last eighteen months. They were involved in the in the care sector. The guys at um, principled care, I think they might have even had two construction companies go bust on them in in the building of one or renovation of one 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 care home. Which uh, that's that, that's that's not going to be much fun. And then there was. Um, uh, um, Greswold Construction in the in the Midlands. They've been going for kind of 40, 40 years. They ended up, unfortunately, uh, I think they had to put the business into liquidation towards the the back end of uh, last year as well. So people are feeling the pinch in in uh, for, for, from every angle, and it's obviously having uh, having implications for for people, as you say. If, if you put in a tender for a for a fixed cost, um, and then things go up so significantly in 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 price and things like that, there's um, in some sets of circumstances, I guess some of these businesses have just be left with nowhere to go yeah absolutely i mean and, and i think we're just on the tip of that iceberg at the moment that we really the 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 you know in construction things take a while to to follow through don't they so you've got this you've got prices of construction projects which were agreed maybe two years ago now and they're and they're coming through to their their completion or even a year ago um, and the, the change in in material and labor prices is really impacted on that because you know they 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 they're having to soak that up and and if they've got a fixed price contract and the majority of them are 
um then then where do they go to to soak this up you know and, and it's a real problem and i think we we are really just starting to see the impact of that now in the construction that i was talking to somebody only yesterday who um is putting their company into into liquidation because they have no projects which are making any money they're either breaking even or losing on their projects so their only option is to is to liquidate so you know they the i think we we are we are really just seeing the start of that process, which is the end process of, if you like, of, of all these, all this volatility over the past uh, couple of years, and their need to spend money to fill gaps in 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 subcontractors who have not performed due to labour or COVID or whatever it's been. So yeah, there's and and we you know we've had a number of projects where contractors have said, look, you know, we know we can't we can't ask for this money, but actually we've lost x pounds you know through this process and 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 uh, uh so we know it's really impacted and you know contractors can manage it well or badly but but if they've managed it well they'll come out uh reasonably well from it if they've managed it badly or have had a bad set of circumstances on their projects then yeah they they uh they 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 suffer a huge loss you know and this is the issue of delays you know it's not just the material and labor you know, projects have been delayed because of COVID and that, you know, they, they can't come to a client necessarily and ask for more money because, you know, COVID isn't necessarily a, a reason for, for claims for, for, for damages. Um, or it isn't. Um, so, so, uh, so, you know, the, the contractors have to soak up those costs of running a site um, for an extended period. And that, that take, takes it straight out of their bottom line. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a difficult period, but we now see the result. We're now seeing the results of that, which is all this this issue of contractors going to liquidation. So talk to me about the landscape for next year. You touched on a on, on a couple of points, but I guess just elaborate on that on that for me and um, just break that down for for us. So there's some good news and bad news i think in that respect in that as i said you know that that there is some um stabilizing the material prices and if you look at some of the projections for material prices next year you see them actually i've seen a couple of projections that say, that say they're actually uh going not 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 increasing they're actually going they're actually um staying very stable i think in reality because of the pressures of labor and 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 you know and other elements i think we'll still see an inflationary increase in material costs um across the board it, it's very hard to project it in terms of individual elements but but i think it'll be a much more you know realistic you know say i think some projections talk about like a 4% increase um in material costs and and, and i think it'll be a, of a single digit more manageable figure um in reality um, so that's a good news element. The 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 issue of supply is still a problem, um, and, and that that needs to be managed. Um, and you know, in the long lead times for some components, you know, Brexit is still there. You know, we still got issues of importing stuff from from Europe, um, and that needs to be managed. Um, the big thing for next year really is the is the labour shortage, the acute labour shortage, and that's not going away, and it's being added to by the fact that people are wanting more money, not unsurprisingly. So you know, the I think that's going to be our cost increase element is going to be how we manage um, uh, labour um, going forward for the next year, and I think that's twofold. One is is managing our expectations in terms of performance speed um and also um uh, uh, and also you know trying to trying to 
you know, I think nationally, I think it's something we need to manage, the government need to manage in terms of labour. And this is across a number of sectors where we're talking about semi-skilled or low-paid skilled workers. Um, there is just a massive shortage. And, you know, that that, that it's been a factor for some time that, that, you know, NHS, everybody's suffering from from this factor, hospitality, you name it. Any, any industry that relies on volume labour, um, is struggling at the moment. So, yeah, I think that's something that has to be resolved. And then I think the other the, the other elements sort of going forward into next year is obviously the one we've just talked about, which is the liquidation of contractors. We you know that that is an issue and suppliers because that's going to fuel an already difficult environment. Um, inflation, um, you know, it has been talked about a lot. Um, as I said, we're talking about projected Figures around about four percent. Um, BCI, as I said, talk about increasing labour, but actually a decrease in material costs. But if we if we look at the uh, around four percent increase in costs during the year, I think we're probably not far away based on the projections. You know, it is only guesswork, but they are project the projections that are by people that are at it. Um, and um, then there's obviously the, the the stability of borrowing because you know as clients in care home market they 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 need to borrow money to do these things. Um, I, I, that's been tricky over the past six months, but I think I see that stabilising into 2023. Um, there's also the slightly more negative thing of the reduction in other sectors. So I think commercial and housing markets will and are projected to cut back a bit um, in 2023. That will help stop the 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 fueling of the increase of, of demand for construction, which will help control some of these inflationary elements and and also availability of labour and materials. So, which has been a factor as well. Um, yeah, and and I think the other big thing here is is not just construction, but actually there's a, been a big problem pre-contract which we need to consider. So you know, planning delays and stuff like that are a real issue. Um, and and uh, and and you know that that's going to be an ongoing problem. I can't see any 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 light at the end of the tunnel of the planning tunnel. If you see, if, if you if you understand that, you know that that that's you know that that's been a real issue of getting projects off the ground for us and for for many of our clients and other people in the sector. You know, it's it's it really doesn't help that we can't get things to site quickly enough. Um, and that's something which is still going to impact us in 2023. And is that just backlogging local authorities in the planning office, um, or, or are the, is it is it, are there more things at play there? I, it's hard to. I mean, I don't work in a local authority, so I, I don't I don't know their pressures. I mean, a, a lot of people have been working from home, and we during COVID we saw a, a real downturn in speed and performance. Um, mainly because of COVID, I think there's been an underlying issue of inability to uh, appoint um, enough planning officers, uh, which is another issue. Um, but yeah, I think that the sort of performance of, 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 of local authority planning uh, departments has really gone downhill over the past, you know, year, 18 months or more even. But but yeah, and, and, and it's there's been great talk about streamlining and improving the planning process, but in reality, you know, the localism agendas and all these sorts of things, but in reality, it hasn't actually changed at the moment. Nothing has been done that's fundamentally changed the planning process. And if you really want to, you know, get stuck into to developing and, and making, the, making the UK work better, the planning process has to be 
more streamlined um and the, you know it's a government issue but i think as, a, as an industry we need to factor that in um and uh and and work out ways of at least mitigating that that issue so there's the mitigation of cost which we should definitely have a conversation about i think if i was a care provider thinking about buying um building sorry uh care care homes i think probably the biggest thing i'd be scared of is the contractor going bust you know during a project i mean that's costly it could be disastrous from a lead time perspective um the uh the the implications of that are obviously really 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 quite significant as i say i really feel for the people at uh for the team at uh at principal care because i'm i think it happened to them twice which is just that must mm. just be so heart-wrenching um to to, to to be uh to, to to be so far behind where they where they wanted to be i know they uh, worked hard to turn it into a positive but it's never going to be the, never going to be the most fun um Certainly not. are there any um like are there, are there any things that can be are there any things that you can do to spot telltale signs uh to to maybe be able to 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 or see if the construction company you're working with maybe is having having issues that you're aware of. Yeah, I mean, so these things are always very difficult. We have managed, um, not recently, thank God, but we have managed in the past um, issues of liquidation of contractors. Um, so we have experience of that. But 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 um, yeah, I mean, how you manage that is a real good question because you know in reality data on on company performance is 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 outdated you know it's only as good as the accounts they submitted 18 months ago potentially so you know which doesn't give you a flavor of of really how they're managing so 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 yes you can look up performance and obviously one of the key indicators is paying how fast they pay their subcontractors and suppliers and that's an early warning sign of, of issues which can be picked up on uh, on things like Experian and other sites where they do uh, where they do credit check credit checking sites so that's an that's that's something you can do to check that i think you know in terms of contractors it's looking at the exposure to fixed price contracts that they've had over the past you know maybe they've negotiated 2 years 18 months ago and having a realistic conversation about with, with about about that with them I think if you're looking at appointing new contractors, obviously the due diligence you do in that sector, oh that 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 in that way is is important, and it's important to have the conversations with them and to do some assessment um, behind the scenes of their exposure. And if you can get feedback from subcontractors and and people like that, then 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 that's helpful. It's also about relationships. You know, most of the care home contractors we work with, we have a a long term working relationship with, because they're not they're not just a one project pony. They they they've we've worked them on a number of projects. You get a flavour for how people are and whether they're reacting to your requests for information, whether they're you know how their subcontractors are behaving, what's going on on sites. Um, and from that, you can you can you can start to feel whether things are going uh, slightly wrong, um, you know, uh, uh, and then, you know, you, you can have the conversations and discussions. It, it's sometimes it can be quite quick. I mean, in terms of the um, in terms of the process a few years ago, when a lot of contractors went bust because they they were doing renegotiation with a number of care clients of projects based on costs from projects two years ago. You finish this one for us, we'll give you an extra 5%, do the next project. Um, and that caught a lot of contractors out maybe, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago um, when that happened. Um, and and But the it can often be like one project where there's a late payment, an interim payment, and it takes a contractor out. So 
it you know it can be it can be actually quite quick and quite difficult to predict but i think there is some due diligence that can be done and having the right team you know on your side um taking you through this and managing this process um helps that and also managing the process of construction so the impact of a liquidation is minimized you know it's 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 one thing contractor going into administration there's another thing um actually making sure the project's finished and obviously it's partly about the timing of the liquidation in the project but also about how you manage costs through the project so they're not exposing you or the contractor to unnecessary risk um and, and that's about careful management and, and that's going to be one of the key issues over the next you know year or so as we get out of this 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 process and we see potential for for liquidation sure that makes that makes sense so it's about doing the due diligence up front and then i guess just being available on site and just keeping an eye out for for things that might raise alarm bells if you uh if you like i guess that's probably the thing to do in uh in the set of circumstances where if you're currently in uh, in build so that makes that makes a lot of sense thank you um let's talk practical steps that people can take to mitigate construction costs because i'm sure there's there's things that people can do to to make sure that they're not um being had over a, over a barrel where do where do people get those the, the, those gains back what do they need to focus on to to make sure that um uh that um yeah that the the the, the costs just to just don't spiral out of control sure i mean yeah the, the i mean the first thing is to look at your pre-contract stage so obviously that we've talked about the planning issues um so it it's 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 if you're looking at a multiple project type uh procurement over a number of years putting more in the pot will help you get stuff out on a timely basis because obviously delays in getting stuff through planning and getting stuff to site will cost you money so the, the the if you can afford to or if you can if you can if you're looking at multiple projects um then putting more into planning getting uh, uh um hedging your bets if you like um um on the planning process will help in terms of you then have a choice of okay i've got planning consent for these two projects coming up um you know i can go with either of them what am i going to do you know uh, uh, so i i there's a pretty good possibility of getting one of the two out on time you know so you know it, it and that's a sort of hedging your bets and investing in the pre-construction process in terms of uh, in terms of timing if you can do that of course um the the other the other elements really are are, are looking at your design uh trying to make your design flexible so um you know are we are we making this scheme complicated um are we making this 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 uh this scheme out of materials which are li are limited uh um uh, they are limited where they come from you know we, you know and it's working with your architect to work through and your and your uh, project management team to work through that at planning stage because there's no point in coming up with a very wonderful ornate building and then finding in the construction process that you can't afford to to build it or you can't um you can't procure the material so it's flexibility and you know in a in a sense simplicity because obviously you know that that you want to use the contractor's knowledge to provide um the best value scheme for you and that you 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 don't want to tie them completely down you know most carers are most concerned about how the interior works and the, and and how it works with their operation so that those are key factors you know the external envelope it needs to look attractive it needs to be it needs to work in the environment it needs to get planning consent but but those factors you know you there is some flexibility there 
you know, we've had lots of care homes, for example, with pitched roofs, and and we've had huge problems in the recent recent months and uh, or certainly the recent months of getting enough carpenters to put the roof on and enough you know materials for the for the pitched roofs. You know, there's an option to look at potential flat roof schemes or partial flat roof schemes, which which may take out a lot of the costs in and and the complexity of the roof designs much as we might like ornate roofs and the one behind my head now which is <laughs> on the screen which which is you know lots of dormers and roof constructions it, it it it's not necessarily the the best way to to deliver a project at the moment where we've got short supply of those materials and those resources so it's looking um, and planning ahead and working out what it is you really want from the construction project and providing a, a you know the best buildable scheme um that you can that will help reduce your costs um uh, and and that's all stuff you can do before you start the tender process brilliant that's uh super super helpful hopefully that would have been valuable to anyone looking at the the, the process of building care homes in the in the not too distant future so nick it's been a real pleasure to get to speak to you today thank you so much for your time and for for sharing your knowledge no problem thank you very much